Hey everybody, what's going on? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Bullpen Cart Podcast presented by Thunderblogsports.com. It is myself and Jared Barnes previewing the National League Central Division. We go through each team looking at key ads, key losses, key players in their lineups, in their pitching staffs, making our predictions. We also do a fantasy draft. Jared talks about his new podcast. This one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. As always, make sure that you subscribe to the Bullpen Cart. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. I do want to give you a heads up. We recorded this on Wednesday night right after recording the AL West. So if any of this is dated, please excuse us on that. But with that said, enjoy the baseball opening day. is only a few days away. Here we by Thunderblogsports.com, the namesake of the Bullpen Card Podcast feed, division number five of our 2022 MLB division previews, the National League Central, and as is tradition, we welcome back the legend himself, Mr. Jared Barnes. How are you, my friend? Jordy, as always, thank you for bringing me back. It's not the first time, it's not the last time, but it is the first time me live on location in the, I guess you could call it the tube of solitude. Here in Norwalk, Connecticut. How the hell are you, my friend? Oh, I'm great, man. You know, it's a, p- a pleasure to have you back on. And it's the first since you started your own podcast. We did. We, we can get to that in a bit. But yeah, 1146, two perspectives and a guest. And we'll get to that. But absolutely, you know, I had to follow. And since, you know, I left the nest that is the bullpen cart, I was like, why the hell not? So um, I guess it's a sister, a kissing cousin podcast. I don't know what you'd call it, but we have we have our own now. Oh, uh, man. I don't know what to call it. We'll figure that out as we go along. Peachy cousins. Kissing cousins. I love it. I love it. But we're here talking some baseball. Jared, I ask everybody this when we start these shows because we, we had quite the offseason. How did you survive the MLB lockout? There was a lockout? <laughs> Jordy, where am I from? It always feels like a lockout. Um, but the only thing I can say is I did hear over the postseason the possibility that Nutting wants to sell the Pirates. And oh. by God, if that's the case, do it. Do it. every single bit of it. Because you know what? You do not need to put any more money into Seven Springs. You need to put money into the Pirates. You need to finally sell them to Mario Lemux and his group because, you know, they got paid, you know, since they're part of the, uh, the Fenway group now that I, I don't even know juggernaut will call that, but hell, you got a racing team, a football team, a hockey team, baseball team. You got everything rolled into one. Hopefully the pirates gets hold, but anywho, we're not there yet. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we will get to them in a little bit, but yeah, NL central, we're going by city. So we start. In Chicago with the Cubbies. Mm-hmm. Jared, when you see the Cubbies coming into 2022, what do you think? Uh, you know what? It, it's one of those where I'm going to say an overarching fact, and then we'll come back down. When it comes to the NL Central, it's not the NL Central that you and I grew up with. It's not the NL Central that we had when we were in college. It's to be desired a little. Now, the Cubs are in full blow-up rebuild mode, in my opinion. Okay. Um, you know, it, last year they were terrible. And then this year, I think they're middle of the pack. When, when I look at it here, they're going to be, they're going to be average for the division. They're going to be one where, you know, you got Wade Miley coming off the waivers. You got Drew Smiley with a one-year deal and you got Marcus Stroman. Cool. You know, um, and I forget the guy's name who they just signed from overseas. He hit his first ding dong today, and we're saying this on March 30th. It, it, it's it's one of those where I'm uh, I, I'm not blown away by anybody this year, but it's going to be good to see what the Cubs do. You know, with you know, you got Gibbons there, you got Robertson there, and all that. Yeah, 
Yeah, so I think you hit the nail on the head. They're going to be probably middle of the road. You know, it's not complete fire sale like the Reds you mm. saw with a couple of the trades they had. Uh, Shea Suzuki, I hope I'm pronouncing his first name right. But, yeah, you mentioned him. Came overseas, came from Japan, picked 27 because Mike Trout, I love you. I don't know if you've seen that mm-hmm. video. I but did yeah, see that. He uh, he should be exciting, and their you know, Fangraphs has him pretty high rated there. But they still got some guys. They still got Wilson Contreras. Yeah. They brought over Clint Frazier. You know, they still have Patrick Wisdom and David Bote mm-hmm. doing the, the little, what's it called, the uh, platoon over at third. They still yep. got Jason Hayward. They still have Kyle Hendricks. We didn't mention him in starting pitching. So, like, there's still some names. Ian Happ's still there. <laughs> but they, you know, it is something of their pitching staff. You kind of, when you were talking about Stroman, Miley, and, and Smiley, <laughs> wow, some rhyming there. Cubs, the Ricketts family is some poets, I guess. But, yeah. And you didn't know it. Wow, I, you know, eh. I guess is the best way to put it. It's it's guys who have been really good in the past and at certain points have been excellent, but I don't know necessarily what we're can see. And, and you mentioned their bullpen. I you know what? They traded away uh Kimbrell last year and you know their bullpen wasn't really anything to write home about. It's just it's tough in seeing some of the other teams in this division of seeing them really be competitive. They might be exciting at times, especially yeah. if Suzuki really takes off like people are hoping mm-hmm. he does, but you know, Foreign players, especially guys coming from the KBO, or not the KBO, the uh, NPO, NBO, whatever the Nippon. PSL? Did you just say that? PSL? PSL. No, no no more PSL. No more PSL. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, you know, the the guys that come over from Japan usually struggle at first and then find their footing. So so seeing what he could do, and another guy they brought over who was a fan favorite in that 08 team was uh, Kosuke Fukudome. Who oh yeah, did, he, I think he had his first at bat was home run, but still, I believe it, so. It'll be exciting to see what this team can possibly do, but how competitive it is, I don't really see a high ceiling for them, right? Yeah, and I mean, even you know, I'm, I'm not even if you're looking for the odds, the best the the best odds you could get on the Cubs is here plus thirteen thousand for the division okay. or the World Series. World Series, um, I mean. <laughs> They're, they're middle of the pack with all their odds, right around the 10,000s. So, I mean, it, 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 you, you never bet against Vegas, as we know. You might get lucky, but I, I don't see them. I see them no higher than third in the division this yeah, year. I agree. I totally agree. And, again, they, they could be exciting. There could be guys that really take off. Again, it's not complete fire sale, but the rebuild nah. is certainly on. They traded for a number of different prospects as last yep. year went on, whether it's the start of the year where they traded uh, – you Darvish or when they ended up having the the trade deadline deals and all that. And you know what? It, it ends up being, I don't know it. There could be something there, but seeing these guys and, and what they can possibly do is it's not really moving the needle that much. No. And I mean, you know, it's, it's spring training. They're, they're, they're tied for a second in the cactus league right now. They're seven and four. Once again, it's preseason baseball, um, spring training, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I, you can find lightning in a bottle, but I don't think they're getting that out of this division this year. No, and and I mean, you look at their schedule. They they kick the season off against Milwaukee at, at Wrigley. They play your Pirates yeah. quick, so maybe maybe yeah. see something uh, there. They play the Rockies also at at Coors Field, and maybe you see something out of it that gets some excitement. But yeah. you know, April baseball and seeing what teams can do out of the gate is exciting, but I don't think they have the long term depth for it, and it'll be you know. It's kind of sad of just seeing how the Cubs really dismantled midseason and oh yeah, now where they are now and you know what they can possibly do is going to be interesting to see because it's do you think any of these guys end up becoming trade you know trade market names in terms of the deadline or you know what do you think there? You know, I, I think it really depends on their contract. Um, you know, that's that's one thing where for me, I also look at with 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 Dave Ross. You know, really seeing what he can do as a manager this year. Okay, you got you got these middling pieces. You got some of these guys who are great um, for the Contreras of the world. It's like, okay, what are you going to do? You need to step up. If you're going to be face of the franchise, are you going to be somebody that is you're going down and going down the stadium and that you're going to be the number one name now? It's you're not. That's you. Are you going to be able to keep the pressure on? You know, you lost Rizzo last year. It's one of those where. 
I think if the Cubs, if they stay around fourth or even fifth, if they fall towards a trade deadline, I think uh, the Ricketts family is like, okay, let's, let's get rid of some more here. Yeah. That, that's a really good point. And it, it, it'll be really interesting to see, especially if like David Robertson's having a really good season out of the mm-hmm. bullpen or Roman wick, another guy that could really make yeah. a serious jump that way. I mean, you saw what happened with it last year. They decided to, mm-hmm. you know, push their chips into the middle and, or the reverse of it, I guess, take their chips and yeah. go and, and cash out and, and you bring up the Ricketts and that's what they're known for. And it's, you know, yeah. unfortunate that way in terms of everything that's going on, especially where, you know, teams in, in the division are either making the decision to go complete fire sale or go all in. And <laughs> when you're kind of in that middle of the road, it's tough. Well, and I mean, another generalized statement for this division, this is what this division has come to. We had so many good years of baseball, good competitive one through four could make it. Yep. And, and now, you know, we, we've kind of petered out as a division, um, you know, down to five teams now losing the Strohs, um, you may making it balanced. You know, what can I say? It, it's one of those where we were like our good friend, Greg Piatelli up in Boston, so many years of championships and good sports. And we just hope you step on attack and go the other way, but you know, what can we say? We're, we're, we're stepping on tax right now. Uh, well, let's uh, let's go to a team that I think definitely is stepping on a lot of tax this year. The Cincinnati Reds, who we mentioned it. They made a big trade. They traded away Winker. Mm-hmm. They traded away um, their third baseman, Eugenio Suarez, to the Mariners. They mm-hmm. end up now kind of an interesting team to look at. Of They still got some names. They still got Luis Castillo. They still got... Mike Moustakis over at third base. Joey Votto, I feel like it's just a career red at this point. He's what a vampire. You, <laughs> so what do you what do you see out of the Reds? What do you look at that? Uh, you know, now that since we talked about third place, they're going to be your fourth or your fifth place team, the Reds. I'm still unsure. Um, you know, once again, talking about, you know, Votto is their face now. Um, more so than Mr. and Mrs. Red. Um He's the guy that's there now. He's getting skinnier every year. He probably weighs about a buck fifty this year. Um, it's very, very curious. It's like Benjamin Button, but wait, it's an it's another one where you know your your new Phil Castellano. What a great guy. Um, I'm not sure is if Indy is still there. I'm curious to see what he's going to do um, with being a great prospect. You know, it's it's definitely one of those where. I look at the Reds, you know, they, they, you sell a lot of people off. You, you were a contender and then you fell and then you got like Lucas Sims, who's not going to be ready. And God, what do you look forward to other than, you know, throwing your beer into the Mississippi river? Yeah. I guess you kind of hit the nail on the head there. They were doing really well. They were right in the mix of things last year and then really just fell off the wagon in terms of, being competitive and really just had a terrible second half of the season. And, you know, now they end up trading a couple guys. As you mentioned, Castellanos now Philly mentioned the trade with the Mariners. And they're really, you know, at this point where you have India, you have Tyler Stevenson behind the plate, you still have Votto. And how else can you really try to build up this team? Is Sensel, Fam, Mustakis, is that going to be enough for you? And then the pitching, I mean, Castillo is going to be great. He normally is. Tyler Mail, I think that's how you pronounce his name, should be pretty good. I think Castillo's hurt at the moment, but it's day to day. So really seeing what can happen there. Mike Miner, Fangraphs has him at almost mm-hmm. 160 innings pitch, which I don't see. Wow. And then the the back half of the rotation just isn't that good. And then their bullpen is really nothing to write home about it. And you, if you want to say something oh. about Sims or Sessa, okay, but you know I, I don't really see a lot out of them. This is a team that I think is going to let up a lot of runs and they're going to need to have guys. You mentioned with Contreras with the Cubs of mm-hmm. you're going to have to look at your, you know, your Jonathan Indias, your, your Tyler Stevenson's yep. and, and Joey Votto and tell them like, Hey, you got to fucking step on the gas and go. Otherwise we're just going to really have a terrible time. And Votto, you mentioned it is basically Benjamin Button. It's, it's really, you know, he's, he's aging, but he's, you know, he's not going to be that big of a, of a difference maker to make this team competitive. So it's tough to look at. It, it is. And, 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 I, and I mean, I hate to say, I don't know too, too much about their, their, um, Oh, Jordy, what is it called? The farm. I'm not sure how, prospect how good their, the prospect pool is. I don't know. 
Oh, yes, it's true. Can't call them assets anymore. You have to have assets to call them assets. And I'm not sure the Reds do it this time. And it, it's 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 hard to, it's hard to see it, um, you know. But it, it's hard to talk about a team when there's not much there. Now, granted, my team there's not much there either. But I digress. <laughs> well, we'll get to the Pirates. There's some there's some yeah. stuff to be excited about. But any last thoughts before we keep moving? Uh, you know what? I, I it's I'd like to see. You know, I, I honestly, your team MVP, I'm going to say, is going to be India. Yeah, I really do. Absolutely. Um, you know, Votto, he'll be there. You know, I hope he continues to get nicer. You know, it's good to see he's getting nicer in his old age. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there's not just not much there. Yeah, there really isn't. And, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Fourth or fifth. Well, uh, we can hash that out when we get to the Pirates yeah. and the ultimate predictions. But let's keep moving to one of the contenders, the Milwaukee mm-hmm. Brewers. They come in. They, a year ago, were rather exciting. They won the division, 95 wins. Yep. Jared, what do you think of this team when they come back in with kind of the intriguing way their lineup is built? Well, it's built on beer. And (laughs) Babe Ruth did it on beer and hot dogs. And, well, you know, you're in the great north, so bratwurst instead of hot dogs. Still a tube steak. It's delicious. Um. I think it comes down to two things. Number one, what's Christian Yelich going to be? Yep. Because if he's not the Christian Yelich that was with Miami that came over and had that season that he had for Milwaukee, that takes you from 100 to about 75 overall, I say. Um, You also have the ageless wonder Andrew McCutcheon back with the central side he went from philly to milwaukee he's going to end up retiring a pirate you heard it here first oh yeah Um, that's not a a bad prediction that's a very uh, good call i like shooting fish in a barrel jordy we should know me by now easy (laughs) wins um it's it's definitely one the biggest point is a couple articles i've read can the pitcher stay healthy yep you know Hader and Williams, once again, as you know, when you get to those later innings, you need the closers. You need the people who are going to be there. And if they want to really, frankly, win the division, the pitching is going to have to be on point. Because if it isn't, you know, you know, if, that's going to be the worst. That's going to be the worst thing in the world. But when you're, as my grandfather would, will use this phrase, the smartest of the dumbest, and that's frankly what Milwaukee's going to be this year, or the best of the worst. Um, you know, that's kind of what you're looking at. Yeah. So you make a really good point with the pitching. You have Woodruff. You have Corbin Bernas, who yeah. were both great. Freddie Peralta, who last year was yeah. very good. And I think you mentioned needed to stay a little healthier. And, and you know, their, their pitching was exceptionally good. And I say it that way because mm-hmm. some of these guys, Peralta had a sub three ERA. And, mm-hmm. oh, wow, he did pitch. 27 games so he was relatively healthy but still you had adrian hauser who was just above three i i don't know if i'll see it again i'd love to see it out of out of peralta and see if he can do it that way but you see it and you, you see the back half of the rotation you had anderson and lauer kind of in that like four and a half fifth spot with hauser right there and mm-hmm. there were some questions there their bullpen is very good and mm-hmm. or at least the back half of their bullpen boxberger oh, yeah. Sutter, mm-hmm. Devin Williams, incredible rookie of the year a couple of years ago. And then you have Josh Hader, one of the best closers in baseball. And seeing what this team can do is exciting, but it becomes into that question of middle relief if the pitching mm-hmm. A isn't healthy, but B regresses a little bit, which we keep thinking it's going to. And a couple of years ago it did, and then they were back last year. And now now we got to see him do it again. And that's always yeah. the toughest thing to do is repeat that way. We see what the Cardinals are always able to do in terms of the division, and I expect that race to be very exciting right down to the Mm -hmm. wire. Mm -hmm. But it it does become a depth question, and I think you bring up a really good point with health, with Yelich in terms of what he can do. He missed time a little bit last year. He only played 117 games. And when he was healthy, you didn't see the Christian Yelich numbers that we become used to, even in the 2020 season where his batting average wasn't that great, but he still hit 12 homers which is about around 30 in a 162-game in a season, if I'm doing that math right, maybe in the high 20s, which is yeah. still productive, and that's what you want to see out of it. But, but you know, what are you going to get out of him? What are you going to get out of some of these other guys? 
you know, I'd love to see Kutch continue to be great and stay healthy that way. And, you know, it looks like they're, they probably are going to slot him into maybe a DH role, which could be good for him that way in terms of just his health and where he is there. But, you know, they still have a number of the names that have been staples to them in terms of Hunter Renfro comes over. You still have Lorenzo Cain. You know, Mm -hmm. the infield is still really good. So their offense isn't going to be really a problem. You're right. The pitching is really where the X factor comes into play. And, and I can't remember the young uh, Asian man's name. That's their their second baseman. And he kind of, y'all, uh, yeah, no, not Colwall, the other one, um, lefty. Um, can't think of his name. Bad radio, Jared. Um, but like he's, yes, he's he's going to be good. He's he's the brewer of the future, in my opinion. I think he's one where. Give him, give him another two years. He'll be starting to really get it into gear. He's a smart ball player, uh, has power. Um, he's quick and, and he, and he has a good attitude about him too, which I really like, you know, watching a ton of games the last couple of years. I think he's the one he's going to slot in after Yelich. I really think is, you know, that next premier guy for the Brewers. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, they have a number of young guys that can really, yeah be those guys of the future their outfield's getting a little older but yes. you know they could be really exciting it mm-hmm. again i don't think their offense is a problem but the really it's just and i think this is the same thing we have in the same preview we do every year of what is their pitching going to look mm-hmm. like last year it was excellent can they repeat it can they stay healthy and i don't yes. know and if they do they're going to be a really fun team i would think that they're right up there in terms of you know, they're not going to be the Dodgers or the Braves, but in terms no. of a, you know potential division winner, I, I'd certainly throw them up there. They're projected to do so in terms of, yeah. you know, whether you look at fan graphs or odds or whatever you're looking at there, mm-hmm. they're projected to do so. But they're also expecting their pitching to stay where it was last year, which I hope it does just for the sake of, you know, we all we want everybody to be healthy and playing well mm-hmm. and all that. But it is really a wait and see. I mean, plus 1,600 odds pretty much across the board. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, they're they're in that top echelon uh, of teams this year. They're, they're definitely, I think they're the division winner. You know, it's between them and one of the next couple teams we're going to be talking about, not my team, um, unless something happens and the whole division goes down. And even then, it won't be that. But I, I think the Brewers, they're, they're your division leader and yeah. winner, in my opinion. I would think so. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about the Cardinals in a little yep. bit. But they, uh, yeah, it. I think their offense is going to be really good and it'll be really fun. How the fuck do they have the Phillies head of the Brewers? All right, Fangraphs is drunk. But let's move on to the other uh, side of the state and your Pittsburgh Pirates, Jared. I'll let you start. Mm. Where do you want to start with the Pirates? Uh, I would like to start with the jersey I'm wearing. Uh, the folks at home don't get to see it, but this is the actual on-field Homestead Grays jersey of one David Bednar. Okay. Uh, actually won it through an MLB auction. And this was the jersey he was wearing uh, last year when they had them. So uh, pretty cool get. It's a one of one or one of maybe five. Um, that's awesome. And that's about and that's about it for the Pirates talk, Jordy. <laughs> oh, you're not excited about seeing what potentially Cabrian Hayes can do in his second year. Well, that's if he's ready for opening day, you know. And he because he's still day to day when he hurt his ankle. And okay, you know, you got you got him. You got. I believe it's O'Neill, Cruz. The Pirates have been hitting a ton of home runs this spring, which has been very surprising. You know, it's great to be good in spring training, but that that only goes so far. Um, okay. You know, I, I think with the Pirates, they're not going to lose 100 games this year. I think they might lose like 97 to 99. I think they're going to win one or two more games this year. You know, with O'Neill Cruz, you got Hayes, you got Reynolds, and Swaggerty, great name. Um, you got some, you got some power because we had one of the best minor league systems. Because you know, for years we hoarded picks and traded for baseballs and night sixteen inch bases before that was cool. And you, you know, it's going to be interesting because you got you got Contreras pitching for us. <sighs> At some point, he's 22. I just hope they don't burn out some of these kids just to put a product on the field. And that's my biggest concern. There's so much potential there. I mean, really, the only bright spot I could say is the aforementioned 
David Bednar and Chris Stratton in the bullpen. Yeah. Um, you got electric guys there. He's a hometown kid. Uh, we'll see what happens. He's a hometown kid, but you know where he went to college? Unfortunately, I do. Yeah. He went to Lafayette, for those that didn't pick up on that. Unfortunate news, but, you know, we love Pennsylvania baseball players. We do. But, yeah, I, you know, do you mean Quint- Quintana when you're saying Contreras? Yeah, I can't read. It's yeah, fine. No, no, no. It's all, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't uh, missing yes. a player. Well, we discovered in um, the previous podcast I just recorded that people might have listened mm-hmm. to the AL West, that when players are hurt or suspended, that mm-hmm. Yahoo likes to just make them disappear from the death. Oh, so I wanted to make sure I wasn't missing somebody there. Yeah, Quintana, you know, you're bringing in a, a name that's been, yep. you know, good, really good at times and okay at other times. And it, it's just another veteran to, to yeah. help out. And I don't know, you know, he didn't really pan out a ton in terms of in L.A. or the, yep. you know, a little bit that he pitched in San Francisco. But, like, I don't know if he figures it out and, and eats innings. I mean, that's probably the best thing you can do. The big thing is that he's been hurt and he's been coming out of yep. the bullpen. So, like. This is the first full season he started. He barely pitched in COVID. And then it was the last full season he started was in Chicago in 2019. So, like, there's a big question mark there. But it, it if it goes well and he's a veteran presence that helps out, it's his 11th year in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, it could really help with some of those younger guys that could, you know, maybe learn a thing or two. And, you know, J, JT Brubaker is still a solid yep. name. I mean, you, you have solid names that have been around and could potentially develop. So it's not like mm-hmm. this isn't the, the bleak outlook look. I know it's, you know, they're, I think they're finishing in fifth, unfortunately for you, but like, Oh, absolutely. But they're like, there's still something there that they can build towards. And if they start to actually, you know, like when they turn the corner with Kutch, right. Of like, they still had the, the streak of, of under 500 seasons and everything, but you can mm-hmm. see something was starting to form. Like maybe, mm-hmm. do you think that, that we're starting to reach that corner? Or are we still like, you know, a couple yards away from there. I previously mentioned that we need new ownership. We need someone that, and, and even the GM, I don't trust him because his face is too tight um, with all the plastic surgery he's had done. I can't even <laughs> think of his name. I think we're, it's not even a ne- our years next year, like the Cubs, the why not us. It's probably another three to four years to really see what the minor leagues do. You know, Mitch Keller, you know, hey, bub, you had a 6.71 ERA last year in 23 starts. Your first game, you looked outstanding. And then you crashed down to, to earth like Icarus. And it looked like hell where it was home run, single, double, home run, single, double, out, walk, walk, walk. I think it was one game he walked five people in a row. Okay. Um, it, it, we need him to do some. You know, Kevin Newman's still there. Another good presence. Um, unfortunately we call Moran's no longer with the team. Yep. Um, and he was just a good fun guy to have. And, you know, when we, when Frazier went out to San Diego and really he was, I understand why we traded him. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have because, you know, he went out to San Diego and he really didn't have a great season yep. after that, but I understand fully why we did it. Uh, but no, it's actually Ronzi Contreras. Um, either one of our top prospects. Okay. And I cannot think of the kid who's the catcher who's coming up, who's ripping dong shots left and right. Um, you know, he's probably another year out. I think he was up for one or two games last year, you know, and then we got rid of Stallings. That's a big loss for okay. us. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. he, w- he wins the gold glove and then you trade him away. You bastards. You did it to us again. <laughs> is it, a, is it so, Jamie yeah. Ritchie? Is that the catcher? Oh, I can't think of the kid's okay. name, but, but you know, it's once again, I'm still going to watch games. I'm still going to listen. It sucks. But like I said, I got this cool Jersey now. Yeah. I mean, the swag is all they care about. This is true. <laughs> but yeah, it, it'll be really interesting to see where the team goes. Cause it's, we talked about this a little bit with the Mariners and the AL West of like a team and the pirates are much more relevant, much more recently than the Mariners were like, with yeah. those really good seasons you mentioned. But, like, it'd be fun to see them get back into that groove of just finding their way through it. And you're seeing it now. The Reds are, are starting to hit the reset button. The Cubs kind of have. And I don't know. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be fun to see them actually retain it like they did at the, you know, the turn of the last decade and, and maybe make that turn. So, I, you know, it's probably still a couple years away. But it could be fun if they hold on to them. 
Well, yeah, and, and that's the hope. It was really exciting last year to the several games where we came back to win them. And as Susugo, having him on the team now, Yoshi, he was great. The walk-off he hit against the Cardinals, I remember I was standing here watching it. It was awesome. Um, they've had a couple comeback wins here. I mean, the, the, the apparently the home run, the O'Neill Cruz hit is still flying. Um, <laughs> you know, it, it's one of those where it, it's – I, we've talked about it for years. Yeah. Pittsburgh sports were starting to, unfortunately, we're at the top of the roller coaster and we're coming downhill hard. Well, you know, and you got kissing titties. Who? Kissing titties, Trubisky, baby. Oh my god. <laughs> That's another day. It's another podcast. I think uh, one thing you mentioned, though, you mentioned Yoshi, Daniel Vogelbach. I think this is a team yep. that really is going to use the universal DH really well of just. Being able to to get veteran presences and not have to put them out into the field, especially if they're injury risks, I think helps a lot. I do too. I mean, it, with with the new DH rule and all that, it's it's we need to use it for our advantage. Yeah. You know, we were one of the teams that really was shifting and all that started under Clint Hurdle, and you know, I'm blanking on our manager's name right now. This, I'm really good with this. He, the Alzheimer's kicks in. It's called sundowning. It's been the family. It's happened before. I don't, it's not laughable, but it's, I think I'm getting it, but it's his third season, almost fourth season. I think it, it's time for him. They need to let the reins off of him. He was the first manager to get kicked out last year. I mean, it was, you know, good times, good Living times. Up to your, to your legacy. Yeah, well, that's right. And I've never been kicked out though. Really? Never. Never at Lehigh? Never at Lehigh, never in PSL, never in heyday. I have never been kicked out of a game. Would you get kicked out for stepping out of the batter's box? That's the real question. Mm. I think I, I, uh, I, have a, I have a thought on that. We'll, co- we'll come back to that one, too. <laughs> All right. Well, let's keep it moving. Yes. We got the St. Louis Cardinals. Mm. Speaking of Benjamin Button teams, I mean, the Cardinals. You you mentioned it. If it's not the the division that we saw in high school or middle school or college, the Cardinals are still they've just never gone away. Jared, how does it feel being a fan of a team in this division? Because I'd go nuts. I mean, I did with the Braves, but how does it feel no. with the Cardinals? They're still on human growth hormone. No, no, I can't <laughs> say that. That's not right. It ain't. They aren't sponsored by Balco. You can't say that either. Damn it. Um, it's pretty good. When Albert Pujols comes back to your team, because this is his last ride. Yep. And the manager was 14 years old when Pujols started in the major leagues. It's nuts. Absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, You know, the Cardinals have been a well-managed team. They have been a well-GM team. It's a good organization. Um, There's also a Tums factory in town. So if you walk late at night, you might smell Tums being procured cherry specifically. I remember that once being in St. Louis, but I digress. You know, they have a good outfield and it's young and it's quick and they have two gold clovers there. That helps. You have an infield that is good. You have Adam Wainwright, who's probably on his last leg too, but was it it a no-hitter or a perfect game he threw last year? I believe it's no-hitter. It was a no-hitter. Or technically, if you count it as a no-hitter. Who cares? Every, every, it's like whose line is it anyway? Everything's made up and the points don't matter and Manfred's a madman. But anywho, you know, they need pitching too. They could either be second or third, in my opinion, depending on how the pitching goes, how they keep up, because you can have the quickest outfielders in the world and you can have good infielders. You don't have pitching, but then you have a couple slow to the bat, slow to the ball people here or there, and you have a new manager. You have to remember that it is a new, it's their third manager in 10 years, something to that something effect, like which that. Yeah. for the Cardinals is unheard of. Yep. However, there's going to be growing pains this year with the new manager. I mean, Marmol, come on, man, let's, we're going to have to see what he does because he can make some growing, you know, growing pains with it. Cue, cue the theme song, Jordy. <laughs> I'll show you that smile again, but uh, you oh. made a really good point on pitching of just that they have names, right? They they have Wainwright, mm-hmm. who is still just hurling it as one of the best of them. 
They added Steven Matz, which could be good, could be not. But then the names that have been there for a while, Mikolas, Hudson, Flaherty, both are injury risks, or all of them are injury yeah. risks. I named three, not two. And you, you have to wonder, if they're not eating up a ton of innings, where do you go to before you get into the back half of the bullpen? That's that's fairly solid. Guy Algos is yeah. pretty good. But their middle relief, I don't think, is really anything to write home about. And and. <laughs> will be tough. So if you're not really shoring up the back half of your rotation, it's tough. And and I like the I like the relatively hot take because it really depends on how the Cubs or if the Reds or Pirates mm-hmm. get it going. But if they, you know, if it really are the growing pains that you're talking about, it it could be a tough season. And I mean, we mentioned health, and I think it's worth noting of just in terms of their their big names last year. Of you know, you saw guys have kind of middling seasons. You've guys mm-hmm. that were had been hurt before that have been you know that were healthy last year nolan arenado played 157 yep. games but you know you, you've seen him have really good seasons and it was a little bit of a down year so i'd love yep. to see him maybe get that average up a little bit i know it's 255 ops of 800 he hit 30 34 home runs same with o'neill but i don't know it, it really becomes a question of what are we getting out of Yadier Molina, who's another year older and and mm-hmm. seemingly into he's not into his third decade yet, but seemingly is going to no. be a Pudge Rodriguez type player? Or did he announce that this is it? Is this his last round? I I haven't heard that one yet. Yeah, I, I thought I might have read it somewhere, but I, I think I'm just making that up. But but it, again, it it comes down to the fact of just how many at bats are you getting out of some of these players? You're gonna you're hopefully seeing full seasons from everybody, but it does become an issue, and and certainly in the in the pitching staff, but in the lineup, if guys aren't totally good to go and you know, you use some missed games here and there, there are some depth questions that I would have towards that. And I don't know they're, they're going to be a good team. I think as much as I'd love to, to buy into the hot take, they could finish in third. I think they're solidly in second place. Maybe it <laughs> depends. We haven't done the, the NL East yet. Maybe a wild card team, maybe not. Maybe they're on the cusp. Maybe there's a game one sixty three scenario, but it's really going to come down to can these guys all get over six hundred plate appearances? Can they play the full season? And are they do they have to play catch up? And that's going to be a real question there. Hopefully, their pitching staff lives up to it and continues to pitch well. But to your point, there probably is going to be some sort of growing pains. Fangraphs has them right at five hundred, which I think is mm-hmm. is apt. But it has them with weirdly a positive run differential. Or no, not weird. No, um, a positive run differential. They have them producing runs, but I really am interested in seeing what their pitching staff does because it's yeah gonna be really interesting, especially if you're in those later innings, not the ninth, because Guy mm-hmm. Algos is very good. But seeing like the sixth, seventh, eighth inning, if guys aren't eating innings, which again it might be a problem. It's going to be really interesting to see how they do against the Brewers, against some of the really good teams in the NL East, against the Dodgers, and and yep. where they can go from there. And if they make the playoffs, it's going to be probably a wild card round exit. Yeah, and and, and that's the thing when you, it, it's it's the unfortunate part when you look at this the, the, just the visions in general. Yeah, where and, and this could be any sports anymore where you have a really good division. And then you have a division where it's like two teams are going to make it. It's, it's like how every all-star team has become. Now you got to have one person from every league and one, one person for every team. It's unfortunate that you're right. The Cardinals, good organization, who knows, suspect with could be with pitching at certain points, but it's going to be a first round exit. They're in, and they're not going to catch fire. It's. I mean, they did a year ago. That's like what they yes. have going for them is the track record. It's not yes. like the Padres where, where our friend Seth and I and, and shout out Adam. I don't, don't want to forget Adam, yep. but we were no, like, no. it's a, I'll see it when I believe it. We saw yep. the Cardinals do it last year. So they certainly have the ability to do it, but is there going to be the shortcoming in seeing them try to make it mm-hmm. a long-term thing? And the Cardinals don't really do a lot of trades. They sometimes get involved in the trade deadline. Obviously they added Nolan Arenado via trade. And I think they have some sort of fucking, yeah. cause they did the same thing with, with, um, shit who who do they get from the rockies in like 2010 um, oh they, uh, no they have to have naked pictures of somebody is the joke i was trying to make in colorado but um yeah, but well. other than that like we were talking about it a little bit of of 
but the Cubs of just like if they're in the market. We talked about this mm-hmm. with the, with the A's and their fire sale on the AL West podcast. And for those that are wondering why I keep referencing it, I've recorded these back to back. I'm not dropping them back to back, but that is very fresh on my mind. So if you haven't listened to that, go listen to it. It was a great podcast with Michael J. Clark. But again, I'll. I, it really just becomes a question of longevity and depth. Yes. Longevity, I don't, I'm not sure of. Depth, they no. probably have some idea of, but not a ton, especially in the pitching department. It'll be really mm-hmm. interesting to see how they, how they develop that way. If the Reds and Pirates are going full punt, and we'll see in 23, they're probably going to win some games because of that, but it's going to be yep. interesting. Yeah, and, and, it, and it comes down to how hard do the teams who are punting or continuously punting are still on the bus you know, what, what are they going to do? Are they going to play hard? Are they going to make stupid mistakes? I don't think you can, you're, you're under the, you're under the microscope now, but I think a lot of the fans in different organizations to where if you know, you're tanking, yeah, you can't do that no more. And I, it's one of those where I can see the division being competitive for the most part, but you're also going to see between first and fifth place, just the, just the difference. Yeah, absolutely. unfortunately. I mean, the other thing too, you you kind of mentioned it, but like the teams that are punting, you saw it last year with the Tigers and how hot they were yeah. in the second half of the season. What if that happens in Pittsburgh and the Pirates just all of a sudden everybody clicks or in Chicago and they just start to click? It would be We got to the All-Star insane. break last year. The All-Star break, I forget what month it was, but we were leading the division by four games. Yeah. And it was like, what the hell is this? That's and it was exciting point, yeah. and it was good. And then it all went to hell, which is normal. So dollar dog night. Who knows? And and that's the greatest thing about any of these sports, especially baseball. Um, even I think with all the changes, okay, we'll see. Um, I, I come back to, you know, right now, oh, the shift, ban the shift. You are major league athletes. You are professional athletes. Jordy, what do we do in softball if they're shifting on us? Hit it the other way. Hit it the other way. There you go. Good answer. Put it on the board. Hit the other way. You can do that. You can adjust. If I'm not getting paid, I'm paying to play softball and you can't hit the other way and you're getting paid millions of dollars, hundreds of thousands of dollars, you can do it. So well, quit Bryce, bitching. Har- Bryce Harper once bunted down the third baseline. He, he exactly. took Greg advice. Yes. He listens to this podcast. Oh, that'd be great. We have the endorsement from the MV3. Mm-hmm, great. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, in terms of banning the shift, I'm I'm actually fine with it just because it it adds offense and it'd be more exciting. Yeah. It, it I love I've said this before, just that there's some rules for baseball that they're trying to speed up the game. The three batter minimum or the pitch clock or this fucking step outside the batter's box thing you sent me before we recorded. Um, but like but banning the shift. The shift creates outs, and you're creating oh offense God. that way. So it's like the reverse. So who are you trying to appeal to here? Are you trying to create more offense, and that's how you're going to get baseball to be better? Are you trying to make the games faster, and that's how you're trying Do to make you, baseball be better? I got one for you. Ban the index card. <laughs> Put it in your brain. Pull the golf. Not every time we're ban the, the, uh, the, the greens book. Yeah, we're going to be we're going to be no. That's fine with me. But you're going to have people things and i'm doing this on purpose they're gonna have an eight and a half by 11 going is that the guy or they're gonna come up and they're gonna have a road map it's like ban the index card the catcher fine don't care but i don't want to see my outfitter oh i have to position myself two inches over come on yeah that's actually oh. a good point of uh the scouting chart that i mean, or at least have the coach the coaches can have yeah. them and like that's what we did in high school right of like yes. our coach had the fucking the the spray chart of teams of like Oh, is this guy new or or did he play last year? And we're digging through to see the fucking Berkshire versus Hotchkiss score from 2008. And then you hear, Jordy, move over. Yeah. Jordy. And then he's waving. But I guess guess the only problem with that is the pitch clock. So you don't have a ton of time to be like, oh, you got to go this way. You got to do that. Blah, blah, blah. Anywho, that's that's another thing. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, but. Some of the rules are fun. I yeah. I pose this one to everybody. Are you are you a fan of the uh, unbalancing that they're doing with the schedule? In what regard? I'm I'm very out out to lunch with that. With what with the unbalancing. So what they're doing is starting next year, they're mm-hmm. making it so that everybody plays everybody once, including interleague play. Oh. So now instead of it being every six years, you go to a stadium. 
it's once at least every two years. Okay. So, like, for me, like, a couple years ago, I missed Mike Trout coming to Philly, and the Angels come to Philly this year, so I can hopefully see him. But now, if I do miss that, I don't have to wait until 2028. I can wait until 2024 to go see them. They'll probably go to L.A. unless it's – I don't know how it's totally going to work out because they haven't announced the exacts of it. Like, how are they – they're probably taking division games out. Are they going to add more intra-league games Mm -hmm. in that regard to make, like, the more balanced schedule Mm -hmm. within the National League and American League and how they're going to do all that? But at least, like, I have family in Seattle – the Phillies mm-hmm. are out there. I can't go this year, but now instead of having to wait again until 2028, I just have to wait until 2024. At the very least, they could be in Seattle next year for all I know. It, it gets player. It, it, Major League Baseball does a wonderful job of marketing its players. <laughs> and I say that tongue in cheek. Um, yeah. I think it's good for them to get out there. I yeah. think it's good to you know put the league, put players, you put MV3 out there. People are going to go see them. You know, Phillies are a good product now. They're going to go see them. You you got Pirates fans everywhere. You're going to have 14 people in the stadium somewhere watching them yep. with their black and gold on. It, you know, it, it's, it gives people the opportunity to go other places and support their team. Absolutely. So so I, I think it's good. I think it's good, too. And I think the other part is that because we now have the expanded playoffs, that you get mm-hmm. a more, like, actual comparable records of – intra division teams of you went 95 and, and or 90 and 72 this team went 90 and 72 they're two wild card teams but they played 19 games against their own division one's coming from the central one's coming from the east but they played the really good interleague division so their record's technically better because they had better wins yeah. like we're talking about fucking college basketball type of shit of like mm-hmm. what's a quality win q1 wins all that kind of stuff now it's a little more like granted they're still home and away and if you have to go yep. to you know, you're going to Yankee Stadium versus the Yankees came to you, that kind of thing. You're a better road team or better home team, that kind of stuff. But still, you have a better idea of it. So I think that helps, too, from a competitive balance standpoint. I agree. Yeah. Um, what else? What else is new this year? Nine inning doubleheaders. I'm fine with that. Played them. Yeah. I think we all have. But um, yeah. the Ghost Runner is apparently coming back. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, Michael J. Clark brought up a really good point. If you're gonna, if you must do it, do it in like the twelfth inning. I agree with that. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be the tenth. Shouldn't be the eleventh. Yeah. yeah, it shouldn't be the first two innings. Um, can't think of anything, anything else major. They're gonna make the bases bigger at some point. You mentioned that earlier. That'll be jury. We will finally all know what three inches looks like. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a good joke in there. But <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. So we we kind of went went through it. What is your order for the, what's your pecking order for the NL Central? Uh, uh, the Bernie Brewers, the Redbirds, the Cubby Bears, the Reds, and uh, your Pittsburgh Pirates rounding out yeah, that, the that, fifth. That, Actually, they'd be sixth if we could do that, but we're going to go with fifth. Yeah, that's my order as well. I hope the Pirates do some sort of, you know, jump and maybe the Reds mm-hmm. end up trading some other guys. I don't know what they end up yeah. doing because it's really like a, you still have some, like we mentioned when we were talking about them, you still have some names, you still have some guys. Um, but There's yeah, some dudes. He's some dudes. Yeah, he's some dudes. Joey Votto's certainly a dude. He's a vampire. Yeah. Um, Jared, we did, for the first time, we didn't do on the first three for various reasons. We did the, the fantasy draft in the AL West. Do you want to yes. do that? Oh, God, I won't know anything, but why the hell not? Okay. So we're going to start. We'll start with catchers. We're going to go... Catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, outfielders, so you can pick any position, two starters, and one reliever. So I'll start with you. Okay. Go with catchers. What do you got? This is going to show my unknowledge of this division now. Um, I'll probably go with I'll go with uh, Yachty. Okay. All right. I'm going to take Wilson Contreras. And it's it's snake style, so we get two picks in a row. So first base to me, I am gonna go with. Um, I should have had this more ready, but I am gonna go. Uh, you know what? I'll go with Joey Votto. I'll just take him. Yeah, man. I don't know anybody. This is <laughs> awful. 
Um, you know what? I, oh God, what is going on here? Let's let's get to a cheat Oh, there's a good sheet. one. I missed it. I missed probably the bet the better pick. Really? Oh God, this St. is Louis. gonna show. Uh, who the hell is St. Louis's first baseman? We didn't even mention him when we talked about the Cardinals. Oh, I mean, that's that's really good shows. Uh, yeah. Card- <laughs> a cardinal sin on us, if you will. Hell, oh yeah, Goldschmidt. Yeah, yeah. there you go. All right, second base. Goldschmidt. All right, second base. While well, everybody's gonna hear me clicking through as as we do this here, uh, I, I already ta- I already talked about him. India. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm gonna go with uh with uh Colton Wong from the Brewers. I like it. Third base, I'm going Nolan Arenado. Easy mm, pick. Yep, that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, Key Brian, if he, you know, I picked him last year. I think Key's going to be great. There you go. Um, You know, he had a good season. I mean, his first and bad of the year was a ding dong. So, you know, how how can you not? Uh, Let's see here. Uh, Willie, keep my name out your mouth, Adams, for my shortstop. There you go. I'm gonna go with, um, I'm gonna go with your guy. I'm gonna go with O'Neill Cruz. Oh, and you know what? Number twelve on the site that I see right now, and it does does have a little asterisk that says he's gonna be in the Mindsies. Uh, oh, but I, he'll probably he'll probably be up. I know they changed you never know. the uh, the harvesting rules. Is that uh is that that kind of play? Well, that goes with daylight savings time, Jordy. If you don't have daylight <laughs> savings time, uh, I, I'm not sure, uh. but. It's allowed, and if not, we can come back, folks. And we, this isn't set in stone. This is kind of pudding-like. So if you need to, <laughs> um, all right. So it's my first outfielder. Outfielder, yeah. And yeah, this is where it gets this is where it gets fun because most sites have them separated by actual position. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'll go with Lorenzo Kane. And oh, so is that he's in right field these days? Uh, technically, he's a center fielder. But okay. it's, uh, you can pick any outfielder you want. Um, since I'm going to, I'm going to go with Tyler O'Neill. Okay. That's a good one. And, and then, and then I just have to, cause he had a great season last year. Dad strength himself, Brian Reynolds. There you go. That's a good one. That's a really good one. I, I almost went with him before. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm going to, I'm going to believe in the hype. I'm going to go with Shea Suzuki. Right. And then I'm going to go to. Which Cardinal do I want? I'll go with Harrison Bader. All right. And, you know, I'll, I'll end it out with uh, Pittsburgh boy Ian Happ. There you go. There you go. Um, we did DHs, and I guess technically it's universal DH. Uh, who do you want? Uh, I'll take Kutch. All right. I'll, I'll take Albert Pujols just for the last dance. Got to. Yeah, you got to. All right. So because you started with fielders, I'll start with yep. pitchers. Perfect. I'm going to go with, for my first one, I was really hard on their starting staff. I'm going to go with Brandon mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Bernays instead of Barnes. There you go. Um, yeah, that, that's, and, that's a good and Are we doing two starters or are we doing a starter? Yeah, two starters. Closer? So you get one more, and then I go starter and then a then a reliever. All right. Um, God, I look at all these names that used to be on the Pirates. <laughs> And they had great <laughs> careers. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, the, he's up here. I'll go. I'll go. Freddie Peralta. There you go. I was about to go with him. I'll go with a uh, Castillo as my second starter, and then I'll go Gallegos, yeah. Giovanni as my closer. I have to. I, I cannot pick him. I'm wearing his jersey, David Bednar. There you go. Oh, all right. Any last thoughts on the NL Central before we get to the fun stuff? Oh, I love the fun stuff. I, you know, Jordy, I, you know, I, I love doing this with you. It, edu- it re-educates me on the world of baseball since I've been out of it for years. And thank God, because you don't need this on the baseball field anymore. Softball, <laughs> yes. Baseball, no. Um, I, I think for me, we've said it a couple times. It's an accordion of the division. Yep. It ebbs. It flows. It's not exciting because it's so intense. It's exciting because you just don't know what's going to happen in the NL Central anymore. Yes. And I really think there a team can be hot, a team can be cold, it could be yes, it could be no. It could be in and it could be out. And it could be up and it could be down. And I only say that cuz apparently Katy Perry ripped her pants on stage the other night. So Oh. 
You didn't. Uh, did you? You didn't even catch that there. Did, I did not catch that. I thought you were going oh. the uh, the Fugazi speech from Wolf of Wall Street. It's a whoozy. It's a what's It's a Perry dove. Nope. I was not just real. quoting. I was quoting Katy Perry. There you go. Yeah, I did not pick up on that. But yeah, because no, you know I'm gonna if I get into the fun stuff, I'm gonna go into my Jim Brockmire. <laughs> what a what a legendary show! If you've never watched oh. that. There's nothing better than the opening scene where he talks about his wife cheating on him. And my whore of a wife. <laughs> That's a good impression. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, Jared, I'd love having you on for this. We'll have to, I mentioned it in the AOS, but our regular season coverage was a little sporadic. Hopefully new house, new me, get the, uh, the regular coverage on. So you'll be on plenty in the regular season. Love to hear it. And we got uh, to tease for the folks, too. I'm, I'm, I'm inviting myself. I'm, we got hockey action with the playoffs coming up. <laughs> Love to get on some hockey pods. Oh. I miss it. I miss it. We'll have to figure that out with uh, Greg yeah. and Mark's sporadic schedules. That's also been rather uh, all over the board in terms of when we record those. But Jared, Open guy. Jared, you were talking about your show at the top and you oh. punted it to now. So go off, King. Tell us about it. Oh, my God. Yes. 1146. I and Edward Alex Benz, a friend of mine from the, the Boy Scouts. Shorty, I think you've met Alex a few times. Okay. Um, you know, he, he lives in Memphis now. We're actually going to be seeing him soon. We're, we're flying down to Memphis to finally run that goddamn half marathon in Nashville. It's two years in the making. Um, yeah, we, we decided, you know what? We talk regularly. And he, I was like, why don't we just do a podcast? He goes, yeah, thinking the same thing. So, yep, 1146, you can find it on uh, iTunes, Spotify, um, the majors. And it, it's a human interest story. And that's essentially what it is. So we ask about we, we interview friends. So when, when you come on here soon, you get to meet Alex a lot better than what you would at just a softball game or having a beer at the, uh, at the old, uh, oh, man, the old command center. Oh. RIP. Miss it. I miss, miss command it. Miss it. Oh my God. But it, it's, it's one of those where we just want to introduce each other to people and, and also to the folks who listen. Uh, it, it's really cool to get to know folks, especially during this time where it's easy enough to jump on zoom, where a lot of folks, you know, we would do this or we would sit face to face. I never would have thought in a million years that I'm talking to people from Memphis with Alex or best friends from home or Kyle, who was a couple of weeks ago on our pod from who's in Colorado. Now it, it's, it's really cool for us. So it's a uh, 1146, two hosts and two perspectives and a guest and uh episode 13 is coming up so we gotta gotta find our gotta find our guest and also we're gonna do like a ask the hosts now you know we want to we want to figure out people's problems for them which could be good or bad i'm not sure life advice with jared's always uh it's always an underrated part of the the hangout with you i i I know things or i apparently know things and gosh darn it people ask me questions What else is going on, man? Um, you you teased it. All right, Jordy. Get in the box. Which box? You know the box I'm talking about. Right, right before this today in our uh, heyday team sports group. Shout out team sports, the only sports team worth sporting and supporting. Umpire the other day, I believe it was Florida, Florida State versus Florida. Florida player was in the box, took a strike, stepped out of the box. Umpire motioned for him to get back in the batter's box. What, what then occurred was the kid must have been told again, young man. He didn't do it. The umpire gave him a strike, which was strike three, rung him out, and he was the third out in the inning. Jordy thoughts. Absolutely insane to see because they – if you listen to the the video and they, it's the actual broadcast and I don't know who the color guy was, but he was like, I've never seen this before. You kind of see the umpire like wave a little something of like get back in the box. But like mm-hmm. it's a loud game. You can hear the mm-hmm. fans. It's Florida, Florida State, as you mentioned. So that's a rivalry. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't know the college baseball schedule well enough to know, like, mm-hmm. is it about is this like the final series before conference play like how mm-hmm. big of a deal is this i'd imagine it's a big deal because college baseball is huge down there but like he kind of waves at him and doesn't really like doesn't really like command him to go back in the box like we've we've had our share of umpires mm-hmm. you and i and even just mm-hmm. intramural softball that are more authoritative in, than that and then all of a sudden i think the the, the other <laughs> kind of fuck you that he does he calls him out going the other way and i know a lot of people you, you know a lot of umps use their right hand to call the strike with the mm-hmm. gun and but he like he almost took like three steps away 
from the left-hand batter's batter's box. Leslie Nielsen, man. Yeah, that's a very good point. The naked gun. But, like, you know, you got to, like, if that's really going to be what your fucking, the hill you're going to die on is, then at least be more authoritative on it. I think he rings out the the Florida manager when he comes out to be like, what the fuck's going on? And, I mean, I don't think there's a John Boy breakdown of it, but I'm sure there will be, and I'm sure it'll be absolutely electric because that guy does nothing but. But, again... The guy, like, he barely waves at him to get him back in the batter's box. It's, it's stupid. Now, I knew about the rule. I never in my years of umpiring softball and baseball had to imply it or use it. So what is the rule? The rule is when you step in the box, and it's gotten worse because of Manny being Manny, you know, every, and, and, and Noma, every, everything, every flip, check your back, check your tech, check your jock, check your gooch, everything. That's where it came from because it was taken too damn long. You tell you can give a warning to get back in the box, and it's the same way if you start the inning and the batter isn't there and you're waiting, you're waiting, you're waiting. You are allowed to call a strike. Okay. The thing I am curious about, kind of like the Oscars, we don't know the full story. We also do not know if there was an altercation with this young man and the umpire at the beginning of the game. The umpire did mention, however, when you watch the telecast, the kid says something. Okay. I would love to know what the kid said, regardless of it being loud, et cetera. When you're that close to the ump, if he's pointing at you and you know you're not supposed to step out of the box, you're really not supposed to take one foot out of the box to look at your coach. He never looks at his coach, really. He just swings the bat. He's getting his timing. I want to know what the kid said to him. Yeah, you say fuck you or something. I have no, I, I can't read lips. I can't read paper. You know, it, it's, that's what I really want to know. Cause then he, he goes over, the coach comes out and says, what the fuck? And he goes, pretty much says, I gave your guy a warning. He ignored it and it's strike three. So there, there's something else went on there that we don't get to see. Yeah. Um, as an umpire, you shouldn't do that. You do have that authority. Um, you can get the kid on a close strike. You, you, you don't, uh, you, as a player, you're not supposed to upstage the ump. I'm guilty. I've done that before, going back to never getting kicked out. I still haven't got kicked out. Um, but you don't, you don't do that to uh, a kid like that. Yeah. So the umpire is probably going to get suspended, I'm guessing, or he's not going to be allowed to do conference play. But if the kid told him to go fuck himself, you know, you have every right to be like, Mm-mm, my game. I don't care if you're playing in it. Yeah. Is it right? No, but still. Yeah, I guess you're, so you just said what probably the solution was, is just make the strike zone five times the size. If the ball's in the mm-hmm. dirt, it's strike three, and then then get the, yeah. the manager involved and get pissed off yep. and be like, hey, listen, like, there's something, you know, someone down, he pissed me off. It's like when, when uh, you know, the, the hurry up strike or the hurry up the yep. game strike or like, you know, you were kind of a dick in the, the previous, you know, previous at bat or something, so now you're, or the guy, the classic is the guy thinks he's taking ball four and yep. comes back in. It was really a strike, and yep. then that strike zone's twice as big. That's what he should have probably done, and it's just absurd because mm-hmm. it is like you know, and Country Joe West no longer with us in baseball. He's yeah, he's still alive, but uh, he's, he's still with it. He, he's the still Angel with Her- us the in, new in Angel Hernandez at college. But like you know, you hear about that so much with baseball umpires that try to make the show about them. Like that's not what people are coming yeah. to see, and having that of like. In this type of game, was the score close? I don't even remember if I saw what the actual scorebook was. It was like, it might have been eight to five if I saw. I saw it, I glanced. It wasn't 29 to eight like the cards did um, oh, yeah, over to, to Washington. That. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> lacking. Um, you just can't take it away. All I can, as I'm watching that clip, to quote a man once, sir, sir. And I won't say out of the two of us on this pod that is, Notable for saying that, Jordy. Oh, I only I thought of you, sir. I, I I thought of you immediately. <laughs> oh, I oh I could only imagine being at that game. The amount of sirs I would say in a row. <laughs> and then you have if I was the manager coming out and going, really looking like Lou Brown. I and we, Joe Boo is back. He's tucked away right now, but Joe Boo is here. <laughs> oh man, Joe Boo. Yeah, for mm-hmm. those that don't know, Jared had Jared bought for a softball tournament we played in at the Jersey Shore. He bought it. Oh no, you, you introduced Joe Boo on the podcast. Yeah, so for newer Thanks. listeners, Jared has a Joe Boo statue 
that uh that he bought for a tournament we played in. He introduced it on this very show. So you never know what you're getting when you listen to this program. It's uh it's a it's a bag full of mixed nuts. <laughs> All right. Well, anything else going on that you want to plug? Any shows you're watching or anything like that? No, man. It was great to get back with you. You know, I'm, I'm excited for you and M and the tune for the new home. So congratulations there. Oh, we're excited. Um, Awesome. It, you know, coming from Connecticut here, it's been different two and a half hours away, but you know, it's um, good to see everybody when we get together coming up here, there and everywhere. And just, uh, you know what, it's, it's just good to be back home. Oh yeah. Well, there's a, uh, well, plenty of space for whenever you want to come visit. We'll do a live show in Havertown. Well, I, th- I think we'll be using that uh, in May. Oh yeah. But that'll do it. Jared, thank you for real. This is awesome. More than welcome on whenever. Everybody, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to Jared's podcast. Jared, plug it one more time. 1146, two perspectives at a guest. And it's 1146 is numerical, correct? That is correct, which is the mileage between Norwalk, Connecticut and Memphis, Tennessee. Oh, I thought it was a uh, 46 for your, your number. It, it is, and that's also that it just happened that way. And also that was the house address Alex grew up in. Wow. Real. And to, hear, and to hear his mom, Liz, there's one of you and another one of you, and that's 11. <laughs> that's really funny. Uh, well, everybody subscribe to the Bullpen Cart, wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Subscribe or follow us on Twitter, ThunderBLG, Thunderbox Sports on Instagram. For Jared Barnes, I am Jordy Cannell. Everybody have a great day. Baseball is almost here. Enjoy it. Baseball's back. Stay classy, Philly.